0: Welcome to Rick Radio Community News Desk, episode 23. I'm Mick Hanley. This week we have a rowing special for you. Ringsend is well known for its rowing clubs and today we look back on two interviews we broadcast earlier in the series with Jennifer Gannon. Later we hear from St. Patrick's Rowing Club chairman, Philip Murphy, but first Jennifer spoke with Pat Kane of Stella Mar's Rowing Club.
1: I'm joined by Pat Kane of Stella Maris Rowan Club. You are very welcome. Thank you. And you're now in the middle of rowing season?
2: Yeah, pretty much. There was a couple of races and regattas cancelled earlier in the season.
1: And for the regattas, how big are they usually? How many people are usually involved in, in those? Because they seem like they're a huge deal. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, it, 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 it seems to be growing now in, in recent years in that we've got a couple of new clubs on board. So, you know, from Balbriggan, Scaries, you know the the couple in ringsend um Dunleary, docky Greystones, Wicklow, but I not leave anyone out here now <laughs> uh, and bray as well so it, it's it's all along the east coast it is growing all the time. We on average i suppose put nineteen twenty crews out in each regatta some crews some clubs are are similar, some slightly smaller than that, but yeah it, it would be fair to say it's grown it's a there's good there's good numbers. Yeah, in it these days anyhow, yeah.
1: and are you seeing an uptick in just people wanting to get involved and join in Rowan itself or is it developing like post-pandemic wise are you seeing that happening? yeah
2: we, we would have noticed this year particularly coming through social media platforms etc that um, we were certainly getting get interest in Rowan by individuals who wouldn't have otherwise came to us they're not necessarily local and I think historically air clubs both ourselves and the, the St. Patricks they'd probably agree are the majority of our members came from the local community. Mm. So now we're, we're certainly attracting more people, you know, in ones and twos from, from outside the, the local area, which is good. Sometimes we're not totally set up to be able to cater for them, but we're doing our best at the moment. And, and it is, it's forcing us into a bit of a change, but it's great. It's progressive and we're moving on.
1: That's it. And like, as you said, because it's like such a huge tradition here in Ringsend and there is the many there's a few rivalries and rival yeah, clubs
2: I, 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 <laughs> look rings end is rings end I mean you're you're often recognised by who you're out for or what club you support you're either blue or you're green and that's fine that's great historically it's brilliant one club needs the other I, I doubt very much either club would probably exist too well if the other club wasn't there because we keep each other on our toes So, mm. uh, and it keeps the whole thing competitive but um, you know it is the, the, the area is grown I mean the IGB site down the road is going to be developed in the next couple of years You know, there's going to be populations in there, probably people who won't know anything about Rome, anything about the history, you know, and if we can provide facilities for them and offer them opportunities, great.
1: And for those that don't really know about the history, maybe they, they aren't familiar that much with the own club itself. How did it, you know, what is the history then gives a little part of history at Stella Morrison?
2: Well, you know, the, the history is always very vague because <laughs> so many people uh, pretend they know what happened and what happened. I mean, there's obviously everybody knows there's two clubs in Ring's End. How that came to be is always a matter of conjecture. You know, uh, the Patrick will say they're, they're, they're a year ahead of the Stella. Mm-hmm. You know, down the Stella, they will say, well, how could one club exist without the other if it was always just the Ring's End club before that? So, mm-hmm. look, we all know something <laughs> happened in the Twenties where it, there was a traditional Ring's End row. Something happened, two clubs... For, came out of it and that's where we were at. And I don't really want to get into any more <laughs> than that because somebody will come along and know you were wrong about that.
1: What we like, want to you know? know is which one is Liam and which one is Noel. <laughs> 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 well
2: <laughs> but it's blue or the green and that's all you're gonna get out of me at the moment, like you know.
1: And um, what uh, how did you yourself
2: get involved in Rowan? Well I was from the Pigeon House Road and the Stella Maris traditionally was from that that end of the town and I wouldn't have considered Rowan for anyone else. I mean I grew up my mother shouted for the Stella I couldn't wait till i was old enough to get in a boat and we, we got involved from what i'd say it was about 11. wow and that's not today or yesterday now you know
1: and do you find that like that's the age that's the the best age for kids to get involved is around well, well, 11 12. Was, when i
2: got involved it was you know there was only races for under 14 so you're around 11 or 12 when you started off uh, now we've got under 12 races and in in a couple of regattas, they actually run under 10 so those kids are younger again and we have kids in the club eight or nine years of age now starting off. So it's great. Wow. And you try and help them out. And you make special oars for them. And you do Amazing. it I mean, just to keep encourage them. You know, but it certainly wasn't the case when I started, but there was far fewer races, mm. like ladies, for example, would have had one race when, when I first started wrong. Now they've got representation at every level.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that. Equal, yeah, Equal the
2: same as the men. Great. So from 14, 16, 18 up to intermediate, junior and senior, does the equivalent male and female races.
1: And Which is brilliant.
2: Historically, there was only ever one ladies' race, so it's brilliant. It's it's a great development, and only right to be fair, you know.
1: Yeah, and it, that's the thing you're saying. It is expanding. It is growing like yeah. all the time. So it's 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 something that is yeah a great tradition, but it is being passed on, and and also it is kind of expanding. Yeah, I,
2: I, I think it, it's it's certainly grown. It, most clubs hit peaks and troughs. Sometimes you, you get a few years where you're doing really, really well. Numbers might fall off a bit, you know, for a year mm. or two, and then it bounces back. But in general terms, the trend is upwards anyway, and it, it certainly has grown overall. Like you know.
1: And how is the terrible weather of late affecting you guys? Then. Well, as
2: I said to you earlier, as we've ha- we've had a couple of gallas both. Um, Fingal and Scaries and Dawki, so that that was three regattas went by way of the weather with whatever small craft warnings, the northeasterly winds, different things happened to us and we lost three races, uh, three regattas at the start of the season. Uh, Unfortunately, two of the clubs have been unable to get a date where they can refix. One of them has, which is great, but that's going out into late, well, certainly into early or mid-August, before Mm. we can go again. But it's grand. We're still under three or four, anyway, ahead of us, as well as that one. There's other events to be doing. Um,
1: Uh, And what are these other events that might be coming up then for people to be aware of, even?
2: Yeah, well, most clubs will have their own, call it, charity event. I mean, traditionally in the Stella, we do a thing called uh, the Hope Row. I think over the, I mean, David Doyle, one of our members, has been very, very instrumental in, in organising that. He's, it's David Show pretty much, and I think over the last number of years we've raised in excess of eighty grand for different charities. Wow. So that's great. Now all the clubs throw in; they all come along, we all row up and down the leafy to the lighthouse, up to the the custom house, and have a bit of crack for the day, and everybody gets sponsored, and we raise money for nominated two nominated charities generally each year. So that's our one. Um, it don't do it. a hobblers role i'm not sure whether there's a charity attached to that but that's a big long row around dublin bay i see doggy this year are doing one for uh, i think they had a bit of a tragedy one of their members died. i think they're doing something for the, the kevin bell repatriation fund mm. so they're doing one i'm not sure the course yet but they're doing that scary's do one around Rockabilly lighthouse and you know, more times than not, somebody, they attach a charity to it, but they're just fun rows more than anything. Well, you know, halfway through to I me, mean, don't think they're
1: very
2: fun. Yeah, they, but, you know, they're, they're, they're it's too late at fun. that stage. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, it starts off as fun halfway through. It's very, very not fun anyway. You know?
1: <laughs> and then just with that, because you were saying that you're there is some with the weather you miss out mm. on. Uh, certain events is there any there's no way you can kind of even make up for them because it is such a tight kind of yeah, no. frame for rowing like every no, I, I, season I, think, every I think
2: we're not going to make up for them but like we, we didn't stop rowing I think we're blessed in a way in Ring's End and that you know we're sheltered we're on the river so we can get out rowing most nights anyway I think when our, our, our colleagues along the coast are sitting in their, their sheds or their harbours and they can't really get out because of the weather. It very rarely affects us. Mm. So we were kind of blessed in that way. Although the actual event was cancelled, it didn't stop us rowing each night. So well, it was a bit of a disappointment. We just got on with it anyway. You know?
1: And if people are looking and they are interested in getting involved, what would they need to know if they're like not young kids, but say if they're older and they're thinking in terms of fitness, how would they get involved? Is there something that they need to know before they come down to have a look? or no,
2: I, I think anyone who, who gets in touch with us does contact numbers and and email addresses and and whatever on all our social. But media do they
1: platforms. need to be like a certain level of fitness? Oh. Or
2: no, we we take everything from complete beginners who've never seen an ord in their life to people who have rode in the past and you know they'd like to get back into it mm. and anyone else in between. Um, you know there's three if you like there's three disciplines of roan that we have that we can offer people obviously there's our traditional wooden east coast skiffs which is our bread and butter main event in the club and we all I think the vast majority of people prefer that there is the coastal coastal rowan we have the boat we don't use it that often to be fair we do use it sometimes for training kids but there is competitions for that type of boat as well nationally we can go to one or two and then there's the new type of FISA as we call it it's offshore roan. There. are similar to what you would see in the Olympics, in okay. that the seats slide in them. They're, they're low to the water. And we are starting to see a good interest in that. Now, there is people coming to us specifically saying they'd like to take part in that. They've seen it before on the television.
1: And is that also. because they have their eye on getting into professionally, wanting to well, represent the, the, or anything like yeah, that?
2: The, the visa offshore has the potential or looks like it's going to be an Olympic sport, right? And because it's going to be an Olympic sport. There is a certain level of interest in it. Um, I would say locally around the area, probably not a huge interest in it because obviously skiffs are where we're at. Yeah. Um. But anyone knocking on our door or getting on the phone to us at the moment have been asking, "Can I have a, a go with that? Do you have that? Can you let me have a go with that?" And we're saying, "Yeah, certainly." Now we've only got one of the boats. We're hoping in the near future to maybe have more than one, but at the moment we've got one. But and anyone that comes down, we're more than happy to allow them out in it. We have guys who come in and helped us do a bit of coaching in it because it's not something we're overly familiar with. Mm. It's not our bread and butter, as I say. But um, and that's it's, it's gone relatively well. We have a small core group of people now who that's their thing. They don't do the other round, They do that and that only. And it's yeah, that's fine too.
1: So they could yeah. have some future. Well, Olympics. yeah, they like
2: to tell us that, we, you know, <laughs> we, we could have some future Olympic uh, star. I'm not so sure that's ever. It's not going to happen in the short term. I, I think the, the transfer over of the the guys from the river rowing are, are so much more suited to doing that that they will always be ahead of us in mm. the, that's in, certainly in the near future and have now, that ha- doesn't mean that somebody who's 12 years of age now and takes that up Somewhere down the line may not be, and we would hope, and if we would hope to be able to facilitate that, if, if that's possible, you know
1: exactly. So, you could have somebody at home who's an a, a future Olympian, <laughs>
2: yeah. We could have somebody walking across Rings Park at the moment, deciding which club they're going to go to, <laughs> and could actually be a, 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 a future Olympian, yeah. In
1: theory, that's the case, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so, like, just with that, like, is there any because it is, it's a very like intense team mm. sport, and how. What is the best way to get into that like, mindset for people then? If to...
2: Well, it's, it's, it is very intense. And it's, I think if you're not familiar with it, it's very difficult to, to convey that to people. We would have, for example, we would have a novice ladies crew in there, mm. completely new to the sport. They're not, they're not teenagers, they're not early 20s, they're a little bit older, and came down and said, we'd like to try our own. We've all done different sports throughout our lives, you know, various different ones. Can we have a go at this? Absolutely. It took off grand lovely we're, we're, we're doing a nice like, bit of casual social roan, is brilliant but we'd like to try a race no matter how much you would tell somebody the, the <laughs> level of intensity that it's going to be they just they, they can't understand yeah it, it is full on you know it's you've, you've heard the saying from the, the guys in the in the Olympics, the O'Donovans, you know, pull like a dog. Essentially, that's what you do yeah. for for eight minutes on the short course races or 15, 16 minutes on the long course races. And that's, there's no getting away from it. Yeah. As hard as you can, start to finish. And whoever's ahead of the finish, good luck to them.
1: <laughs> and then you're, you're in the middle. you There's nothing you can do. No, like, you no, can't give up. You,
2: that's it. Once you go out, if you give up, it's... it's, it's when you're looking at somebody across your oar on the other boat, who's going to give in first? It's always been the way and it always will be the way and it, it should be like that.
1: Yeah. And when talking about the brothers there and how big that was for Ireland and and how huge that was, publicity was for Rowan. Was there any, did you feel a surge after that yeah, at I, all? Or?
2: I, I think well, obviously we're a different code and a different type of Rowan, but it will, yeah, it definitely put Rowan in the window much more than would have been before. There were people who would never have considered it before now suddenly considered it. And, you know, and the benefits to go to it, I mean, it's it's, it's a full-on fitness sport. It Mm. keeps you healthy. And, you know, it's hard work. So I think it definitely, by having them highlighted the fact that that rowing was something that we could do. And by extension, people start to look deeper into rowing. Well, there's different types of rowing as well. There's not Mm. only the the river rowing that we see there. There's other stuff that we can do. We can do some social stuff if we like. And we can compete if we like and we can compete in different boats. I think that's brilliant. I think that you know, if we can facilitate people to do whatever they want to do and it keeps them happy, it keeps them fit, you know, it keeps them healthy. Well brilliant.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing I think like we were just saying so much, like over the past while just with post lockdown, post pandemic and people just wanting to get out there and challenge themselves maybe mm. a bit more and just get back into fitness and as you said it's a whole yeah, we, body workout yeah, basically
2: we, we, were, we were we were lucky Tr- throughout the, the pandemic we we actually managed to keep going somewhere i mean we, we we had luke o'neill down with us at one stage doing a photo shoot for something and he was he was photo down at the pulberg yacht club and he we actually photo one of the photos was taken in one of our skiffs and if Luke O'Neill gave us our blessing, and he said that day, he said it's a socially distanced sport. We were <laughs> we were happy to take him up on that. Like, but it, it, that said, we did manage to keep going throughout mm. the pandemic to a degree. Obviously, there was no competitions, there was no big huge gatherings. It put manners on us the way we had to organise ourselves in that. We, you know, it did allow us to to arrange agendas and to arrange timetables much better, so that people were in the place, and it actually. Probably made our clubs more organised, I would yeah. suspect, to a certain degree. But we did manage to keep people at it and keep them out. And I think it was great for Which a lot of is people's great. mental well-being and so on, you know.
1: Yeah. And like just the discipline of it. And then mm. also being, as you said, the ability to be able to still get out there and to still kind of socialise, even in a small part where people yeah. made such a big difference.
2: Oh, I did it, it. You know, just to be able to do something, we managed to be able to just keep going in some small way. Was brilliant. Right, right throughout. I think there was only a very small part of the over in the very early stages of the pandemic that we couldn't. We were totally restricted. But after that, once we got going, we pretty much pushed on through throughout.
1: Which probably made the teams tighter, stronger, more together, like better camaraderie, I suppose. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it held. It certainly held our numbers doing it. Hope. Like yeah. We didn't. We didn't see any fall off after the pandemic. We still held on to the amount of crews that we had, and you know. And certainly, as you say, it did make everybody tighter. There was a bit of crack when I was all, I won't say it was over it and done with, because we'll never say it's over it and done with. But, <laughs> you know, when we saw the back of it to a degree, it did make everybody that little bit tighter, you know. Mm. We all realised that we'd, we'd come through something that was that was tough on us individually. It was tough on the club and it was tough on everyone collectively. And, you know, the support that we were able to give each other was brilliant.
1: Now, we was- mentioned a lot of tough, full body workout, intense, all yeah. those kind of words. But what for you? What do you get out of rowing that is, where does the enjoyment for you come from? Well,
2: for me, it's the sense of belonging and just being involved. I would have, as I said to you, I I grew up down on the Pigeon House Road. For me, being involved in in rowing, particularly the Stella Maris, was where it was always at. I was kind of, if you kind of like, you were kind of proud to be involved with that mm. and it was that was the club you were attached to that's the club you were associated to I mean there's probably people around who will be able to tell you instantly whether I was involved with Stella or not yeah no he's Stella Maris yeah. you know so yeah I think the sense of belonging of it and the sense of attachment to the club you know I'll be Stella mm. Maris till the day I die mm. that there'll be no question of that one way or the other okay and I'm happy to be that and I think for that, that alone, aside from the, you know, the benefits and the enjoyment you get of racing, sometimes you win and more times you lose, you know, that's all great crack. But it's just a sense of the belonging to the people involved, the people you met and the people you're involved with, they, they would all be friends for life. Mm. They would, most of them would be neighbours, you'd know them all right. yeah. anyway, but yeah, but you would still, in 90% of what's in the club you would so- associate with being close enough friends, the sort of people you'd knock on their door when you were in trouble and you'd have no trouble they'd knock on your door if they were in trouble as well. Like, you know. So that's the sort of, it's, it's very community-based. That's, that's
1: the, the thing that we're saying here. It's all about community. And that's what we're trying to promote here. And I think that's a great way to talk about uh, yeah, the row in itself. So who can join and when can you join? And, how, and like what are the fees like if you want to get involved? Well, join, you can join any time.
2: We, we've got to a stage now where we're pretty much 12 months a the year now we're not on the water obviously 12 months a the year it's, it's a bit covered but we do have stuff going to the gym you know rowing machine classes and done something and we, we have a bit of fun with that and yeah. well, it's not necessarily fun sometimes when you're in the middle
1: No, sometimes but it's, when certainly,
2: it's, it's certainly enjoyable and we do get a good uptake of it and you know new people come along and are happy to get involved in that knowing that obviously well I get started here I can get on the water in a couple of months certainly from October, November through to about February, end of February February, we're kind of indoors only and then after that we're on the water for the whole
1: and thing. indoors wise you have a newish club that is yeah
2: we, we, we have a great club it was you know the, the I wasn't on the committee when it was, was getting built originally that one I was was their own but certainly wasn't involved in it. And, and they deserve great credit for for the work that they put in and in doing that and we have a wonderful club You know, Mm. there's an upstairs gym in it, which is fully kitted out. Downstairs, meeting room or hall and kitchen facilities, showers and a whole lot. So I think we're, we're well kitted for what we want. We have a boathouse beside it that can take the six gifts we have anyway. And you know it's, it's brilliant and bringing new I think when you bring new people down to, it's very evident that they're you know there's, there's a bit of a wow factor
1: it's impressive we're, yeah.
2: we're kind of happy to walk them around because you put the chest out it's great <laughs> like you know look, look what we have like you know and uh, it is a bit boasting but so what like if you're boasting <laughs> if you're boasting a bit and, and you're trying to encourage people to join you well then great like you know yeah. so but yeah we've a two story club gym upstairs and great best we, we like to claim it's the best views of the port in, in, in Dublin and uh as I said, we, we, we get great use out of it now, like, you know, and as I said, we we, we have people in it for the four or five months in the off season, which we is we're not on the water and it
1: gets great use throughout the summer as well. So you can come down, have a look or you can talk to you guys and if you wanted to, to join in.
2: Yeah, well, the, the normal format for joining, OK, and people will contact us through social media, yeah. there's phone numbers and his email addresses on that. So that's grand. People Sometimes people walk a boy see the place and pop in and say, mm. is there anyone I can talk to? I wouldn't mind getting involved, which is great. And what we usually do then is we, if, if they've contacted us, we'll invite them down. We'll give them the tour of duty as we call it, <laughs> like, you know, show them around the place. This is what we have, this is what we can offer. We'd be delighted for you to come down. You know, people coming down on their own can be awkward. So we try and if we can get three and four together, suddenly we have a group that can yeah. train together, get out together but um, we turned no one away, absolutely no one, more than happy to see individuals coming down And if anyone that wants to get involved, just get in contact with whatever number you can get on any of our platforms and we look after you from there, you know.
1: You can also, if you want, and if you want more information, you can always contact us here at rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's riccradio 2020 at gmail.com and we can pass on your details um, to Pat himself, which is no problem. Um, Thanks so much for coming in and best of luck for the rest of the season, then.
2: Grant, thanks very much. Delighted to be here and... It's a joy to talk
1: to you. Thanks. Come and join us at our Retro Café. Open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the Community Centre. Come and check out our Karen's Culinary Delights. I'm joined now by Philip Murphy, who is here from St. Pat's Rowing Club. Uh, You're very welcome.
3: Thanks very much.
1: And for anybody that doesn't know, can you get, well, they should know, but can you give us a brief history or history of the club itself? Yeah, I can. Well...
3: I'm now the chairman of the club and, um, but I just recently taken over from Richard Saunders who I wanted him to do this, <laughs> but he, he didn't. And Richie was uh, the chairman of the club for a long, long time. And he done a brilliant job getting the club to where it is today. But going back to like, the first question you ask, um, yeah, the club was started in 1936 and, uh, but it was actually started in 35. So there's debate about that. Um, but the first regatta was thirty six, I think. So, but as soon as you go on radio or anything like that in Ringsend or any places like Ringsend, you better get your facts straight because <laughs>
1: someone will call you.
3: Somebody will pull you up on it. So, no matter what I say, don't start pulling me up on this.
1: <laughs> you can you see <laughs> took, him in the street, it took, say it to him. It
3: took about three months to get someone to come down to do this, and so from nineteen thirty six onwards, the club kicked off, and um, in them days, they used to race for money um and they were attached to oh someone's gonna pull me up on this as well and they were attached to Irish Amateur Rowing Association. Um my own father rode then and lots of other people from Ringsend End Road and they built a a club down in um what's it Pembroke Cottages down there at the back of Pembroke cottages and they worked from there and it's still there. Um and then over the years they kind of during coming into the 60s late 60s and that uh they lost the club because the, the the actual rome club sort of fell by the wayside a little bit and um they let the scouts first part scouts, use it for a while and then when they got it back in the 70s late 70s um we use it now as a workshop and then when the Eastling bridge was built we got a, a new premises on the river down there at the end of Toncastle street And we've been there ever since and we've put a few extensions and bits and pieces on it ever since. I could start mentioning names who the tank and all that, but that could take a long time.
1: (laughs) It could be like your Oscar speech. Um, Like for you yourself, I mean, what is it about rowing? Do you think that is like helps the community itself? What is it about that that gives such a community spirit?
3: Well, our type of rowing is I don't know who this is going out to, but it's for anyone who doesn't know what type of rowing we do, we do a traditional rowing to the east coast of Ireland. And um, what it comes from, it comes from piloting ships. Back in the day, <clears throat> I'm not going to give a date because somebody will slap me with this one as well. Uh, back in the day um, when Dublin Bay was a real open bay, like if you can imagine, um, no pool, Poolbeg Wall, no North Wall, um, when it was just when the tide went out, it was just one big pile of sand, and the ships couldn't come in. So uh, the rowers used to row out to try and get the job of piloting the ships back in, and um, and get the jobs of unloading the ships. Uh, but that all went by the wayside when the Poolbeg Wall was built and the North Wall was built, and there was a channel dug on its own by. Uh, so the, what, the, the the rowers and the piloters, for want of a better word, uh, d- disappeared because you could come in to the bay or into the harbour here at low tide then. So they could come in any time. But <clears throat> this is not unusual to, uh, this type of thing is not unusual to the east coast of Ireland. It's kind of all around Ireland and all around places like Cornwall and places like mm. that, the same thing. In Cornwall, they have a thing called the pilot gig. And what they, they would have a boat similar to our boat and they would bring the pilot out in the bow of the boat, the bow is the front. For anyone who doesn't know what that <laughs> is.
1: Who needs a reminder. Yeah,
3: and uh, and drop the pilot on board and they had something similar. And when they stopped doing that, they started racing clubs. And same here in, in Ireland, we racing clubs were started. And uh, uh, an organisation was formed called the East Coast Council. That's still going. I'm on the East Coast Council. And there's two clubs in Ringsend, rings end, and ourselves, St. Patrick's. And we have good competition against each other and a lot of rivalry, but...
1: I was going to ask you about that. What is yeah, that well, like, the rivalry between yeah. the two clubs?
3: Ah, look, that's the way it is. It, that's uh, uh, the way it is. It is rivalry. I like the person. I like to think that the rivalry ends on the river, but it should, and that's just my opinion. It doesn't always, but it should. Mm. Uh, when you're on the river, you're on the river. But um, the type of sport that it is, is I was asked to explain once. To, to, it was an article in the Herald. Uh, what's the difference between um, the Olympic type boats and air type boats? Well, it's it, basically on a really nice summer's day, all the clubs up the river, commercial um, and Neptune and Trinity College and UCD and the Garda Boat Club, and uh, they can come down the river. And they probably get as far as the East Link Bridge, but they wouldn't go any further because, fortunately, it gets too, a little bit too rough for them and they wouldn't know how to work down, at the, down around the docks and the ships and all that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas we can start at the East Link and go to Wales, and we have done a few times. So basically, that's the type of boat they are. They're a seaboat. But We're on a river, but they're a seaboat.
1: Mm. And what do you get out of it yourself then, personally? What What is it about it? Grief,
3: <laughs> heartache. <laughs> tiredness <laughs> I'm trying to name all the, They're all the negatives I, Look I, I've been Roan since I was 13 I actually started Roan And I didn't know My father was in the club I didn't even know And um, My father was In a, a crew Called the Morphys. There's a lot of them in it, And they were Pretty good crew As far as I know um, But I started around. I was around 13 And I kind of finished Roan there About 3 or 4 years ago And I'm not going to Give you my age now <laughs> Everybody knows anyway, but um, so I was rowing for about 50 years, which is in any sport that's pretty good. A long time, uh, so what I try to tell any the the, the the parents coming down with their kids or anything like that, I said the adventure of getting into a boat is incredible and going out in the water. Now, I know we're on the river, but uh, but when you get out to sea or anything like that, the adventure is incredible. We were only out there last Sunday up in Drada on Cloggerhead Beach. There was a race from Cloggerhead Beach into the Boyne and it was, I coxed the crew and we had two crews in it and we came first and second in our category. Um, but it was fantastic. And that buzz is always there when you get into a boat and you can see it. You can see it in kids. You can see it in adults. You're out in the water. There's four people. And we can only make that boat go. And, and that's what's. And
1: you're dependent on each other. And that's.
3: Yeah. Right. It, the quicker it goes, the better you are, the quicker it goes. You
1: know. <laughs> and for you now, you're starting the new season, so this is coming up now, is it? Or Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well the new season's starting and um I've seen a bit of a fall off with with numbers and that. I don't know whether COVID has made people mm. lazy or they found other things to do or they're busy at work at home. Or I don't really know. We're actually at the putting out a call out today, last night, actually, about you know there's lots of people on our whatsapp group and say what he's doing come on get back down and i've spoken to a few other clubs and i don't think they're any different so there's a bit of a fall off with the rowing but it's it's kicking off and hopefully hopefully when it does kick off uh and the, the season kind of starts in full what realistically it should be starting in full now uh that it'll 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 pick up again but that's what's, you know, that's what's great. But the great thing about coastal rowing is, and air type of rowing is, East Coast rowing is um, that there could be a, a top crew in, in a category in a, or in a class and if they get a bad mark, well, all of a sudden they're level with everybody else. And and that's, I always tell everybody, you know, oh God, we got a terrible mark today. The wind was really strong out there. and like Look, that's coastal rowing,
1: mm. you know. And that that's the thing, it's like so unpredictable in a yeah. way. Like that's yeah. you can't you can only prepare for so much in that way.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you there might be ten boats in a race and you get number ten and you think you're over in the in Hollyhead and you're coming back with duty free, you're so far out, you know. <laughs> but uh that's an old joke. Any further <laughs> out here we we'll be getting duty free out here, you know. Uh but but that's that's in one sense, I'm gonna say that's the beauty of coastal rowing. You know? mm. Whereas the Olympic type rowing is set up so that there's no, there's none of that. It's it's completely fair. But then, as I say that, I wouldn't say that whatever what we do is unfair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But look, that's that's what it is. It look, coastal rowing is bigger than as we would say river rowers. It's right. we have bigger amount of people than river rowers. Yeah. And in the past couple of years now, rowing Ireland are are are, are starting to c- come into our our type of rowing a little bit because ah, there's a lot of reasons. We that's a that's, that's a, no- a whole that's another story. podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and like for you now, you're saying that you're trying to get people back into it or get people to join. And what ages can they start? At?
3: Well, in the past couple of years, we well in the past hey, I don't know. 10 years, maybe 12, 15 years, we've been having under-12s. Okay. And that's been going really well. And they people say that the under-12s race is the best race of the day. It's so good. They're so competitive and it's over. And then they get out of the boats and they shake hands with each other. And we kind of, we're trying to promote that now that they, they'll come along and shake hands with each other. And, and that's just the way it is. But it's a real tough competition. But we're getting some under-10s now. And... As much as uh, it's brilliant to have it, but you've got to be really careful with the under tens, yeah. you know. And um, is that what you asked me?
1: I, I was remember. asking, yeah. Just at like what age would you th- like if people wanted to, oh, were yeah. interested in? What age do you think it's appropriate maybe for
0: them to yeah. come well, down? well, some
3: of, some of the under tens that come down would be would more than likely be the 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 children of the the the, of the parents yeah. in the club, and they they would know a little bit bit about rowing already, mm. you know. Uh, and then there's some big under tens and some small under tens. And if there, we had small under tens, they wouldn't fit in the boat, so they would they'd get hurt in the boat, yeah. you know. So, so it depends. But basically, under twelve is really the number.
1: And for know. older, can older people like? Is it okay for yeah. them to join up at any time then, yeah. if they're interested? Yeah. Uh,
3: at about five six years ago, we introduced a novice race, and it seems to have attracted. Older people. Yeah. Now, when you say older people, I don't know what.
1: Well, I meant what, older I than, like, about. let's say, like, a, a, as in if they're, like, older than the kids doing the races, like, I mean, yeah. if they wanted to join up for fitness. Level, because <coughs> I think, you know, Rowan-wise, I think everybody knows, like, how good it is for fitness-wise. So if they wanted to, had an interest in joining.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, as I say, we started this novice uh, thing, and it seems to have attracted all older people, like, mm. guys 35 upwards, mm. that, you know, Um. It's only when you start competing, you realise sometimes you realise, oh, oh, I'm a bit old for this. <laughs> you know? uh, I never, I, I think that the, the novice race is one of the hardest races out there mm. because they're so competitive. It's stuff you know. It's time their time to show time. off. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully the, the idea for that was hopefully to get people to move into the the, the bigger categories. Then after that, but um, that seems to be happening, but a bit slowly. But the novice race is probably one of the biggest races of the day. Like, a big race to us would have nine boats and maybe ten. The novice race could have 14, maybe wow. 15, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: And men and women, so, mm. so much so that I think it only kicked off with just novice. And then we had to have men and women. Which is great. like. Yeah. It had to split them up because there's so many. Mm. But there's... Um, just to go out we're the seventeen categories in our in our in our race card, you know, which is a lot. Yeah. So we leave now the clubhouse there I say it again, down the end of Tarncastle Street. <laughs> uh, we leave the clubhouse there at eight o'clock in the morning. We don't get back till seven or eight at the evening, you know. Yeah. On that's Sundays long. and that's a long day. Yeah, you know.
1: But it's a long day, and it's a it's a worthwhile day though. At the same time,
3: yeah. If you're hanging around all day though, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for like just to wrap things up for the All Ireland Championships, that's coming up as well, or are you?
3: Well, the All Ireland yeah uh, has come up um comes up every year um. Funny enough. <laughs> yeah, as it happens. <laughs> but um, how do you know about the All Ireland?
1: A little bird, tell me. All right. <laughs> a little sandbird. who's waving at us now.
3: <laughs> all right. That's Dylan Clayton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Oral Ireland was introduced a good few years back. And what happened there was... I don't want to get too political, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go
1: on. <laughs> You're amongst friends. Yeah. It's a safe
3: space. Uh, well, what happened was the, all the clubs from around the coast, there's a lot of clubs around the coast of Ireland, a lot, and a few different federations, we have one federation which is called East Coast Council and then there's a couple down in Cork and then a couple of federations over in Kerry and there's one up in Donegal down to Galway. And um, <clears throat> we were all around different type of boats. There's a, there's a good federation down in Wexford and we were all around different types of boats and racing each other and, and um, then they said, look, why don't we get a standard type boat? And so a few boats were introduced and... At the time, the Cork lads had the biggest amount of people rowing and they got the choice of boat and the choice of boat that they got suited them down to the ground. And the second it was picked, they got rid of all their traditional boats. They stopped rowing them and we started. We kept on rowing our, our traditional boats. So when it came around to the All-Ireland, which is two weeks after our last regatta, we were trying to jump into the, 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 uh, the one design boat that Everyone rows at the All Ireland, and we couldn't make head nor tail of it. Really, it wasn't. We didn't have enough time, and we would have had to get rid of our own traditional um, boats and and row on the property. So, over the years, we fell by the wayside with the All Ireland, and now the All Ireland, the the whole gang have split up into two different fractions, and um, Rowing Ireland have half, of, and uh, Irish Coastal Rowing Federation have the other half. Irish Coastal Round Federation were the original people and our allegiance goes to the Irish Coastal Round Federation because I think they have more they have they have more they have more time for us for mm. our traditional boats they have more time for us that's the way I say. it now it goes deeper than that but we don't have the time <laughs> well
1: that's a sequel we can get you back in at some stage for part two but thanks so much Philip mm-hmm. for coming in and talking to us today that was great and
0: now you're getting rid of me exactly. Okay,
1: we're, we're sailing off <laughs>
0: okay thanks very much thanks a million right, see you. what a great rowing special we had today. My thanks to Philip Murphy of St. Patrick's Rowing Club and to Pat Kane of Stella Mars Rowing Club. And if you're interested in joining either club, check out their websites on the net. Also, thanks, of course, to uh, Jennifer Gannon, uh who did the interviews and they were from uh, a couple of series ago if you have any events events or community news you would like us to promote on the podcast please send us uh, an email to uh, rickradio2020 at gmail.com that's r-i-c-c radio 2020 at gmail.com and allow two weeks notice as the podcast is pre-recorded and it's not live. Finally, my thanks to Dylan on sound and editing. See you next Monday for more Rick Community News Desk. From me, Mick have a great week.